This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about college football. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. Across from me, the bobblehead, Evan Grant, the human bobblehead. And then to my left, David Moore. And on the line from Austin, the one and only Kirk Bowles. Kirk, how are you doing, man? Why don't you man, sit, let people know? I missed you guys. You did. Kirk is from the Austin Statesman American. Austin American Statesman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like it in the world, <laughs> that was, you know, he's been there so long as before oh. the merger, wasn't it, Kirk? Yeah, it was before the paper even got a name, whatever the name was back then. I mean, uh, it may have been the American Austin State, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Kirk is Kirk. How, how long have you been at the Statesman now? Since 75, 76? 70, actually 73 when I got out of UT. Wow, so, 73. Uh, I need a backup plan, though. I don't know if it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worked out for you pretty much so far, so that's a good thing. And speaking of things working out, it looks like things are working out for uh, Tom Herman now. Were you predicting this? Did you have them beating Oklahoma in, in the game the other day? I did. I told you in the press box. I don't know why you don't ever listen to me. I did think You didn't listen to anyone. Well, what, what, no, what was your score? What did you say it was going to be? Uh, three points, 31-28. I did not expect the uh, – blockbuster shootout that it became but i had texas by field goal wow look at you you're probably you know it's it's amazing that people kevin did not have texas by field goal i did not no no i did not i didn't think that texas could score that many points uh, although in that, fact in fact kirk about four weeks ago after the opener against maryland and then the tulsa game i believe kevin said there's no way they win more than one of these four upcoming games after this. I did not say no way. I said there's a I, good chance they would be two and four after their first six games. And, and I then said, argued Texas vociferously, back, baby. Yeah. And argued vociferously on why it would occur. Uh, I don't think I argued vociferously. I think here's what happened. First of all, Kansas State <laughs> sucks, right? Right, Kirk? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So yes. that was a game that we're not going and, and then TCU is not as good as, uh, as everybody thought they were. Now, I did think that TCU would struggle this year because of their offensive line problems, but they're not any good. Yeah, but you predicted right. TCU would be Texas. Yes, you I did. did. Well, but I, I, was the, I didn't think TCU was going to be that bad. You know? TCU's not bad. Slow down. TCU's no, not bad. They're not bad. bad. They're so not, now it's just yeah, everyone else's fault. They're not that he, good. I can't wait to tell Coach Patterson this. Well, I, I think they're, they're, yeah. TCU's good, but they're not, they're not as good as they've been. They were toe-to-toe with the Buckeyes, which everybody already has in the playoffs. Well, and they that were. Was even that was late in the third quarter, and then it kind of got out of hand then. 
Yeah, you, you media. Go ahead and like, diminish, diminish their schedule. Go ahead. Keep going. Diminish <laughs> no, all their other wins. They, they did a good job. They did a good job. Oklahoma, how good could Oklahoma be? They just fired their defensive coordinator. Is that team what, was ripe to is lose. Is this what we're going to do now? Say that, well, they played pretty good against them. They lost, but they played pretty good. You can't, you can't say that. Either you win or you don't win. I agree. Bottom line. Bottom Mr. line. Binary choice. And Texas is winning. Now, this here's the thing. We, we thought that Texas was pretty good defensively. We had no idea they could be that good offensively. Now, we find out why Mike Stoops got fired as well. But here's what I want to ask you, Kirk, first of all. How in the world has Texas kept a lid on these wide receivers all this time? Well, they've been, one, they've been highly inconsistent. And, two, the guy throwing to those really good receivers hasn't been very good. It's right. been dynamic. I mean, Sam barely beat out Michelle in August. Uh, Herman said it was a very close competition. So, and neither one of them had set the world on fire. And Sam was a turnover machine last year as a true freshman. And boy, his progress has just been precipitous since I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback improve quite as much as he has from like even week two to where they are now after six games. So. That was a big part of it. But those receivers, you're right, are really, really good. Well, here's my take, uh, first of all, on Sam Ellinger. You know, uh, I thought, you know, no, he didn't throw the ball particularly well, but he was a good runner and very tough kid, and that's certainly what uh, Tom Herman likes. Um, but in the in the Texas game last year, for one, you know, he got his clock clean down there at the end of the game and uh and and he got sent right back into the game and you know they because they cleared him they said he was fine uh and of course we found out later he was not fine and i think that kind of led to some of those plays at the end of the game uh the the, the weird throws and what's he doing out there um and I, I think there were some extenuating circumstances for him is what i'm saying on the, on some of those turnovers uh not saying that that affected him uh for the rest of the season obviously but there were some some things like that involved. And as far as uh, little Jordan Humphrey and, and Colin Johnson, though, these guys are monsters. These guys are 6'4", 6'6". Humphrey is what, 6'4", 225, something like that? Mm -hmm. And that's what right. – and that was uh, – and, and, of course, that's one of the things that Lincoln Ronnie complained about after the game was, you know, basically not only were these guys open, we couldn't tackle them. Well, I got to tell you, I'm not sure there's a lot of DBs out there that could tackle these guys, not in college football. Uh, you know, on that one play where, where Humphrey took that tunnel screen up the middle and moved the whole pile for about 10 yards uh, before they stopped him. Uh, that's that was a, the play of the game, according to Herman. Yes, it was. And you remember, he was a running back at South Lake Carroll. So, I mean, he's a heck – I really – maintain he's the best player on the whole team I, I thought that in august and i think that today and the one thing that these two receivers don't have is blazing speed right you know they, they they're very strong very tough obviously very tall and versatile you saw little jordan throw a pass uh he's already thrown a couple passes colin johnson's getting a little jealous now wanting to see his pass but uh they they can take over a game and we've kind of been waiting on this for three years from Colin Johnson, but, uh, you know, that's definitely the strength of the team. And the thing that's probably holding them back a little bit, guys, is the running game. They, I think Keontae Ingram, the freshman from Carthage, is very good. He had a knee injury, missed the game, and is not 100% yet. But that's the thing that's probably keeping them from being a really, maybe an elite team, is a, a really strong running game like you saw from Oklahoma.
So what is the what is the top end for Texas here? You know, we we we're all trying to hesitate and say this was. Uh, well, wait, first before I ask you that, I want because I asked you this during the game, and of course you didn't have an answer for me, and that right. was when was the last time you saw Texas play this well against a team this good? And I I ended up coming up with the uh, Ohio State game when they won it up there, uh, the national championship year in Columbus, where Lima Swede catches the touchdown pass, falling on his duff. And that was two elite teams. Granted, OU's defense sucks, but they're still a top 10, seventh-ranked team in that offense. I think Kyler Murray would probably score 100 points on his own defense. Yeah, uh, probably so. Given the chance. But it really kind of reminded me of that Ohio State game. And, you know, that's, you're talking 14 years there, and, uh, Texas is probably a year away from being all that, but they're really good, and I think they're going to be favored the rest of their games this season. They got West Virginia here at home, and they got to go to Stillwater and Lubbock, but I really think they might be favored in every game from here on out. I'm planning to go to that West Virginia game. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Just going to sit all in the right. stands? Yeah. All right, good for you. Thanks, Thanks, on my thanks little, for letting us know that. Yeah. My little horn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now, now let me cool. ask you this. So what are the trap games for Texas? From this point on, West Virginia. Well, that's not a trap game. <laughs> that's against a team that's <laughs> that's one of the best teams well, in the I, country. I don't. I, I I hate the trap game thing. You do? Yeah. Well, so so do coaches, but that's that's what happens sometimes, and that that's why, what, Evan. I, I because I just don't. I I just think it's jargon. It's jargon. Yeah. Okay. What what well, would you like to call it? What are the tough games for Texas? Because it doesn't matter if they're. But they're not tough games, though. Baylor's not a tough game. But Baylor's got enough offense that if Texas really just screwed up, uh, Baylor right. could beat them. That's not a tough game, but it's a game they could lose. Okay, so you're saying Baylor's a trap game? Could be. Okay. I am saying that. I say I so you answered your own question? You want to yeah. let Kirk answer this? <laughs> well, him the question. He asked me, and I Kirk, 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 could you please get back to First the original all, question that Kevin asked? What yeah. trap games do you see along the way? Yeah, there we go. I think Iowa State here at home, and yeah. trap game or whatever you want to call it is the one that the fans have already checked off. Well, we're going to beat them. So Iowa State is a very tough game because uh, I think they, they could overlook them. And then Lubbock is always tough for Texas teams historically. I would say those two would probably jump out at me because West Virginia is going to get their full uh, attention and probably Oklahoma State and Stillwater since uh, – uh, Oklahoma State's going to have their way with them. So I'd say Iowa State here and then the game at Texas Tech would be the two. Kingsbury might be playing for his job again. Who knows? Yeah, you know, he, he certainly the, kept his job last year by beating Texas. Um, he absolutely did. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think he's going to probably have enough wins that that's, that game's not going to cost him this year uh, or it's not going to be as pivotal this year as it was before. Probably. Uh, right. I, I, I think the thing that Texas really has going for him now uh, as opposed to years past, is that this defense does look really good. It looks. It, I know they gave up 45 points to Oklahoma, right. but 14 of those came late, one of them on a really terrific play by uh, Kyler Murray, as you were saying. I, I do think that Kyler is the real deal. Uh, this is uh, the player that A&M thought uh, it was getting, and, uh, and, he, and he looked really good against Texas. He made the one bad throw on the interception. That, that was the thing. The two turnovers he made led to 10 points. Right. And that's the right. difference in the game right there. He throws the interception. He should never thrown that ball. And then on, then on the fumble. And, uh, and those were critical. But other than that, uh, which is 
which is saying a lot, uh, he still is really a, a handful for anybody. No, he is. And uh, like you say, I think Texas has a really good defense, too. It was just a different kind of game. And, and as evidence, I would point to last year's Oklahoma-Georgia semifinal. And, yeah. Uh, wasn't that – I know it was overtime, but wasn't that in the 40s as well? And Georgia was considered to have probably one of the top five defenses in the country. You know, it's not higher than that. And Oklahoma just went right through them. And I guarantee you there's not – much, if any, drop-off from Baker Mayfield to, to Kyler Murray, given uh, Kyler's wheels. So, uh, yeah, he, just, he presents a different uh, problem for you than uh, – I yeah, mean, the game, the game, I would love to see, I'd love to see Alabama play Oklahoma with those two offenses. I think that would be just a thrilling game. So uh, The problem is, is that, boy, Oklahoma just couldn't stop them. You know that no. it, that that well, that's you may get issue. that game in the Sugar Bowl. You, you don't want to give their new defensive coordinator a shot. Yeah, you know, Ruffin McNeil. I, I, you know, he did a good job at Texas Tech when he got thrown in in the middle of a season as a defensive coordinator. And uh, of course, that's you know, at Texas Tech, anybody who's you know throwing up a another Vaughn defensive. Yeah, anybody who puts any speed bumps out there is looking like a defensive genius. So uh, you get that Alabama Oklahoma game in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, that's yeah, that's not happening, Mister Georgia. That's not happening. <laughs> All right, let me, so we, we discussed that uh, Texas. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah? Just hang on a second. Yeah? Right? Hold your horses. Can you just say, I'd like what? to say something like but the rest you, of us what do? What is your outrage? <laughs> yeah. I, I am outraged because, I mean, you've taken this thing and you've gone off the rails on this thing. And I want to ask you an incredibly stupid, off the rails. simple question <laughs> that I think everybody well, I want to just say this, ask. first of all, pretty much any time you say something, we've gone off the rails. Kirk? You've seen a number of Red River sh- shootouts. Um, Kevin, as we all know. Um, as he tells us time and time he, again. He, he saw the game before it ever appeared at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Um, was this the best Texas OU game you both have ever seen? Uh, you know, it's funny. I always get that question. I always go back to Darrell's last game, the 6-6 tie, because of all the drama around it. And, yeah, I didn't have a conclusion, and that, that sucked. But uh, with the spy gate and everything like that, that that's kind of always been my favorite game. Because uh, you broke the that, big spy story, that's why. Well, you know, that had something to do with it, but I was so new to, the, <laughs> to that rivalry <laughs> and the journalism. But, uh, hey, we were on the field with Gerald Ford, the president, between uh, Barry and Daryl shooting darts at each other. I I thought they were going to break into fisticuffs there right before the coin toss. So uh, tell the tell the uh, story about what happened that week when you got a phone call after you got, came back from practice. Oh, well, why well, don't you just tell the story for him? I asked the question. Well, we don't need to tell that whole story. But basically, Daryl was <laughs> sick and tired of Oklahoma spying on Texas practice. There was a uh, a guy from uh, Rockwall, Texas, and uh, his name was Lonnie Williams, I believe his name yeah, was. That's and it. He was he would either hide in air conditioning vents or, uh, <laughs> or pose as a painter in the stadium and took took notes. And remember the uh, oh, the seventy two? They had the quick kick. Yeah. And uh, Texas was doing the quick kick, and Oklahoma fans, Oklahoma players, were all yelling "quick kick" before he did it, and they blocked it, obviously, and beat the tar out of Texas. So Darrell got sick of it. And he went public with it and gave uh, gave us the story. And, he he uh, called Kirk at the office and, and uh, right. to give him that scoop. When's the last time a coach head coach called you at the office, Evan, and gave you a scoop? Let's see, when was that? 1976. That would be 1976. 
I don't get a whole lot of coaches calling me unless they're angry. Yeah, that's for sure. So, so it's been a while up, for that. That game would be up there. That game would be up there. Well, that, that, here's yeah, here's the thing, and I and I have just the hardest time remembering these things when they happen. Uh, but uh, first of all. Texas had never scored 48 points against Oklahoma. Right. Never. Correct. Uh, Correct. They, they scored 45 twice, and those were those great teams of the of the 2000s mm-hmm. for Texas. This was a record-scoring. Record-scoring. Now, people can say this, and I had people write me and tell me this. I said it was the most – to me, it was the most entertaining game I've seen because you had the ebb and flow teams coming back. Here, here comes Oklahoma back from 14 down with five minutes left. Who thinks the game's over? I mean, You didn't cover the Spygate game, did you? No, that was before my time. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but, but any, at any rate, you know, it certainly was entertaining. Then people were saying to me, oh, if, if Texas and Oklahoma were in the, in the SEC, they both have four or five losses apiece and they're, they're bad teams. It's unwatchable. I said, listen, you know, uh, yes, Oklahoma does not have a defense and Texas, Texas defense is pretty good. Uh, and then one of the reasons why Texas scores so many points is because Oklahoma's defense is not very good, but that's half of the game is offense, Right. Uh, and I would put Oklahoma's offense with anybody's in the country. Uh, you know, those those wide receivers for Oklahoma are going to be playing on Sundays. Uh, and, and Kevin Murray was a first-round draft pick of the Oakland A's because of what a great athlete he is, not because he's this great, toolsy baseball player, right. you know. So these are tremendous mm-hmm. athletes playing offense for Oklahoma. Uh, now, I, the, Texas has a better overall team. And that's what surprised me in that game, Kirk. Do you think the, Texas has a better overall team, or do you think Texas yes. just played above its head this week? No, I did not. I, I think that, that Texas has a much better defense. <laughs> there's a, there's a three-point difference. I know that does, that sounds crazy, but I think that, that Oklahoma's offense is – no, no Texas' I mean, offense yeah, I, isn't close to, you're to just you're, you're saying, period, that this was not necessarily an upset, that Texas is – Across is, the board, you think Texas is a better, is a better team, team than Oklahoma? I do. I, I think because their defense is much better – First of all, uh, and then their then their I, offense is pretty good, and those guys, and it's like it's, it's like just shocking to hear. I mean, well, I, only because of this, because of how poorly the season began with the Maryland loss and how they stumbled against Tulsa, it's 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 shocking to hear that they would now be better than a team that that I think most people had at least on the fringes of the playoff at the start of the season. So, Kirk, what is – what you know, we asked Breckenhager that question. <laughs> she asked Breckenhager a question. <laughs> you're not sure what you're going to get back. He's talking about uh, God and uh, God telling him that they were going to win and God's telling him he's going to get a haircut and all kinds of stuff. But uh, he talked about how he was glad that they lost to Maryland because that was the game that really galvanized them. They all had this big discussion the next morning, you know, and meetings, and they and got everything straightened out and who they were. Do you believe uh, – well, first of all, let me ask you this. Is Maryland going to end up costing them, you know, a shot at the CFP? Or do you think that that, in the end, will not – if they keep winning – if they win out, do you think it will be it'll hurt them? Oh, I definitely think it'll hurt them, and I don't, I don't buy into put Brecken selling one bit. I mean, I don't know when a loss is good for you. Maybe if, uh, you know, you, you change the whole culture, or somebody gets fired and brought in, or something like that. But no, that was a horrendous loss, and 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 a lot of the fan base checked out then, and uh, they weren't too thrilled over the uh, Tulsa game, as Evan was pointing out. So, but I don't know if I've seen a team. The Texas team improved like it has in in just a month, and uh, to me that's that's just the most remarkable thing about it. But uh, in fact, I'm trying to write a column on for Friday on what happened. What happened after Maryland? Right. And, 
I know uh, Tom always says, well, we had a team meeting. There was no finger pointing, no blaming, and right. this won't define us and all that. But I think they, they did some things like they kind of went to a three-man D-line and uh, played a lot of their lightning dime package, and that helped because they got more speed on the field. I think Sam Ellinger started running the ball a little bit more by design, uh, even though that's risky. That's who he is, and just like a Tim Tebow, you gotta you gotta play to your strengths, and and they just got the ball to their playmakers. They were they weren't always doing that, and they did that uh, the last few weeks, and so they they've kind of developed their clear identity, and uh, and and I'll agree with Kevin for one of the very few times in my life. I, I think Texas is better than Oklahoma. That said, I don't think Texas wants anything to do with Oklahoma and Arlington. No, I don't think I don't, so either. Yeah, I, I, the same thing. Well, and I don't. I don't think that game. I see. I, I think if you end up with a Texas Oklahoma game in Arlington for the Big Twelve Championship, I don't think that game can help Texas in any way because they will have no, already right. beaten Oklahoma. Yeah, can't to, right. to sweep them is is you know is not going to do anything. You've no, got to right. you you've got to count right now if you're if you're Texas. I mean, so much Notre Dame's got so much positive mojo going for it right now. Mojo, yeah, I'm sorry. Mojo. Moho. <laughs> it was Moho. Yeah. <laughs> they would uh, they would have that precious thirteenth data point that the uh, CFP had always talked about. But uh, why yeah. can't I speak English? <laughs> you can try to speak Spanish, I think. <laughs> You're thinking of a mojito, I think. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shoot. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're right. And this was my the whole issue with everybody. you got to have a championship game. And here's the whole issue with it. How many times did the Big 12 get screwed with a championship game? You know, and that's what that would happen. I, I agree with that, too. I, I think any it's so hard to beat a team twice in one season. And and nobody else yeah. has to, to do that. You know, nobody else in any other conference because they because the way it's it split up. But uh, if, you're te- if you're Texas and you lose to West Virginia. Yeah. All right, so now you've got two losses. But right. you play an unbeaten West Virginia team in the Big 12 championship, right? You could still get there. Yeah. I, I don't see any way a two-loss. Yeah, well, Oklahoma's not going to lose to anybody else. Uh, right. So, that's uh, um, that's yeah, that won't work. They no. go to West Virginia. They got to hope OU. If, if, you're, if you're a Longhorn fan, you root for West Virginia to, to run the table except in yeah, Austin. Yeah, for sure. You play West Virginia. West Virginia twice. See, that's you don't want to do with Oklahoma. That's the other issue for Texas to me. As you, as you look at it going out here, even though I think there are some trap games for them, they they've right. played the toughest part of their schedule. You know, so uh, other than West sure. Virginia, they're not going to help themselves with anything in the rest right. of, of this schedule. Right. So yeah, that's about maintaining. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why they they've made their point now. They beat Oklahoma, and that was really good, and they got themselves up to ninth. I, I, I think it's going to be really hard to climb from there. Uh, I, I do, too. Especially playing West Virginia at home. People are going to – they're, they're going to be favored against They'll West Virginia. They'll be favored, Virginia. yeah. You can, yeah. You, you, can, yeah. you can beat West Virginia and you can climb. You're, you're hoping you, you can climb because Ohio State plays Penn State this year. Are they in the same division? Uh, you know, I don't have that schedule. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, that's, it, yeah, you're hoping for attrition there. You're hoping that other teams above you are going to start losing that point. But just going to be – Difficult to make that kind of uh, point. So you think that Texas is going to be even better next year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, these junior receivers, I don't know if any of them are going to leave. But, uh, you know, I think the class, he had a great freshman class, and I think the recruiting is going to 
only improve after their five and one start here. So I always have kind of thought they were a year away and just didn't have a dynamic quarterback. Well, they seem to have their quarterback. We'll see if that bears out. But I think another recruiting class and Herman may really be on the way. Listen, I, I think that, that Sam is, is plenty good as a quarterback. If he plays like he did against Oklahoma, that's plenty good enough. Uh, right. you know, he, he, runs, he runs well. Uh, he, he's tough. Uh, he 48 thro- points is good enough for you? Yeah, well, he throws well enough. I mean, I, I, you know, I, everybody wants Texas to have Vince Young or Colt McCoy again. And let me ask you something, right. Kirk. You've covered that team since 1962. Uh, how many great 73, I believe you said earlier. Is that how many great quarterbacks have there been in that in that era? Two. Well, you would probably say two with Vince and Colt now. Oh, you like you like Marty Akins. He's he's your he's one of your favorites. You're always pushing Marty for the uh, uh, you know the Texas sports first wishbone All American quarterback. Yeah, yeah. he was. was, was, but they haven't been overloaded with them, and and you never see one of them in the NFL. No. It's Colt McCoy holding a clipboard, you know. Right. So it's not exactly been a quarterback factory. But he has gone beyond being a game manager. He can win you a game now. And, and the best thing, the old cliche, well, the game slowed down. You can see that for him and his thought process. I mean, no interceptions five games in a row. Yeah. I mean, you can see him making better decisions, and he's as tough as a boot. So, you know, right now, you'd have to say they have their quarterback, and in fact, I got to go interview him now. So uh, you're leaving? David, is that what you're saying? So you're blowing us off? Is I, that what you're saying? I am, I am leaving. My contract only calls for half an hour. So, David, <laughs> I hope you can referee between Kevin and Kevin the rest of the podcast. Okay. All Kirk, right. Thank you. Thank you for taking time. It, it's nice to have a college football expert on here. Um, uh, go go I'll, and. I'll see you. See you at the West Virginia game, Evan. I'll be there. He'll be in the stand somewhere. Ask Tom about his moho. Yeah, we don't want to break your moho (laughs) as you go talk to. I'll do it. The quarterback of UT. Bye, Kirk. Kirk. He's a he's a great one. What is wrong with you? Well, let me correct another mistake that I made. Um, (laughs) Ohio State does indeed play Penn State two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Of course, it was just right over our heads. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, that, that knowledge is, is a dangerous thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have no knowledge. I'm, I'm, I'm just clueless. Uh, so how about that Aggie offense? Are you saying you not, you don't like it? They didn't look great against Kentucky. Kentucky. You know, I know Kentucky's better. Kentucky is better than they've been. They, and their defense yeah. is pretty good. They don't have a passing game. No, they do not. And that was the, that was the issue I got into this. Uh, he's a friendly reader, and he writes all the time. But he was, he's an Aggie, and he's talking about how, you know, that Texas you know, and, and uh, Oklahoma would get beat by five uh, SEC teams, one of them being A&M. And it's like, well, I'm going to tell you something. You know, you went to overtime against Kentucky. I realize it's a good Kentucky team, or for, good for Kentucky anyway, but it's still Kentucky. And that quarterback was nothing. You know, if you're playing Kyler Murray, you, you know, now, it's not the same Kyler Murray who was at A&M when he was a freshman. This is a different animal, and that's a, and that's a lot to deal with. And, and, and you, you know, I do believe uh, that these, uh, these teams over there, they, they play the, the toughest brand of football in, in college. There's no question about that. And they have uh, some really good teams this year. Oh, you know, uh, Alabama and Georgia in particular. LSU's much better this year. But LSU did LSU things on Sunday against Florida. Well, they I mean, always do. Uh, and, and, they, and They are – They are. They, it does not matter it's, who the coach has been. It does not matter what the scheme is. 
they are just so unpredictable. I feel like you know. Yeah. But that's but the, the but the SEC is, is SEC is like it always. It, it, people can talk about it being oh it's tough all the way through. Yeah, it, it is good pretty much all the way through. But it is really top heavy too. All right, it's Alabama and Georgia, and that's and that's right and everybody and everybody else. Yeah. Now here's my question on A and M. Yeah. Um, so they go to South Carolina this week, right? You want to get closer to the microphone? They, they go to South Carolina this week, right? Moho. Yes, they do. Moho. <laughs> you moho. <laughs> isn't that what? Isn't that what uh, the former governor said that time? No, it was mofo. I mofo. Know, that's he right. Said. Yeah, that's right. Um, they go to they go to Columbia this week. They should win that game. They've they've still got. To I'm play. picking. I'm picking South Carolina to win that game. They've still got. Uh, they got. They got to go to Stark Vegas. Yeah. They've got to go to Auburn. I mean, they've got three straight road games. Mississippi, uh, South Carolina, yeah, they do. State, Auburn. I don't know how they get that that happened. How, and then how do you got, get three straight road games? I don't know. And then you've got LSU at the end of the season. How how many more losses does A and M rack up this year? Well, listen, I I I think I said before the year eight uh, eight wins maybe. Okay. And I think that's not, I think that still sounds good. So um, that means you you've got them winning. You you've got them losing twice the rest of the way. Yeah, at least. So I, I think there's a chance they don't win eight games. I, I think eight is looking pretty optimistic. I'm a little surprised that he is stuck with Kellen Mond. Um, you know, Kellen started out really well, and and it was a shock that he went with him over Nick Starkle because you know Nick throws for 500 yards in the bowl game, and everybody just assumes that this this guy looks more like a pro style quarterback than than Kellen Mond does. Kellen's a better athlete, but this guy's a pocket passer. Blah blah blah. Here's here's the thing. But but he he's kind of the last two three weeks. Kellen has regressed, right. and and uh, and matter of fact, after the the game out at Jerry World the other day, um, that was one of the questions I asked. And uh, you know, Jimbo was was there some thought about at some point going to Nick? You know, here and he, and I didn't even finish getting the question out, and he cuts it off. He said, "No." Did he grab you by the face mask? He did not grab my <laughs> face mask. I think he would have if, if I'd been wearing one. Uh, but I, I, I it, but the, he, he, so here's the thing: we're getting we're getting are we getting waved off here? Are we? Are they telling us it's eleven oh three, Brian? What is going on, Brian? We got fifteen minutes. They're bored. Get to the microphone, Brian. They want to talk to you. Let's look. <laughs> what kind of show is going on back here? Is, we hey, have ten hey, more minutes. We what? got we got other things going on in the studio today. Oh, like you know, you first Shut of all, you, you, you got here late, and now you're saying we got to leave early. Whatever. I just want to. No, I give you the wrap, and you all at least talk for 10, 15 more minutes. All right. (laughs) We'll get back to you in another 10 minutes. Yeah. A&M has not. A&M's best game was the loss to Clemson. Yeah. Uh, They did not look impressive against Alabama. No. They didn't really. I mean, they didn't. They kept that game as close as anybody has against Alabama, but they still lost by three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, They didn't look impressive against Arkansas, did they? Uh, well, nobody. Everybody looks good against Arkansas. Did they, but they won by a touchdown. Yeah, right. Against no, no, you're right. You're right. A bad, bad Arkansas team. True. And they won in overtime against Kentucky. I don't know that they've done anything that says to me that they've turned a corner here. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, it's and the, I don't, you know, I don't expect them to turn a. a not in his first season. Right. But it's, I, I don't think I think there was a lot more hope about this team after they played Clemson the way they did, and I think that was maybe some false hope here for this year. But they may have lost some of those games in past years as well, you know, that uh, we're talking about the, the Kentucky game. I mean, I, so I think they're still – I think they played well enough in Clemson, and I think even Aggie fans recognize the fact that 
next year going forward is when our expectations really should true but he, come to bear he, so here was here was the issue going into this season was you know people always ask who's going to win more, more games texas or a&m that's what everybody wants to know and and I, I said that well texas should win more games they herman's been there you know uh, this is this is jimbo's first year he, you know herman's got his program underway here he should win more games well now it looks like tom could win 10 games so uh a&m's gonna win maybe eight maybe more likely maybe seven so so there are gonna be now now jimbo's had a great recruiting class you think so seven going you think to, seven's yeah I think seven, yeah absolutely i mean that's a that's a tough schedule i mean i listen you play so and there's there is a bye week. Between you don't think South they'll Carolina pick off a game in there that they it does not expect. I think them I to. think they will win at, at Columbia. I think they will. I think they will win at Mississippi State. I think they'll well, lose so at Auburn. Well, I think they will lose to LSU. Well, well I tell you, uh, Mississippi State's that's a that's a tough game, especially uh, it going is. over there and winning. It is. So but, I mean, this is going to be really hard, and then their schedule's tougher than than Texas. But they do have now. they they do have a bye week between South Carolina and Mississippi State, so they do have a week to kind of prepare for Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be tough uh, now that, like I said, that, that Jimbo's already had a great recruiting class and some people call him number one in the country. So, you know, he's going to have some good players and I think he's going to get things figured out at quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, what he does with Starkle. If Starkle ends up getting to play more, if Kellen Mond does not kind of turn this back around and go back the other direction. Well, I don't think, Star- I, I don't think Starkle would get that opportunity unless they really stumble in the first half. Of one of these games, I don't know. I don't, they lose, it'd have to be dramatic. I would yeah. think. I don't know how he's thinking. I don't. You know, he he was clear waving off the question, like right. we're not doing that. Which you know, I admire that. I, to me, it's like, yeah, I don't want to get in a deal where I'm. Oh, who, who's going to be my starter now? He, he seems to be very firm in this thing with Kellen. I think it's because he's the better athlete. And he can get himself out of a little bit of trouble, and and Nick can't do that. Well, uh, but we'll I, see. Just you know. I, he, in the in the great state of Georgia, the East right now, there are plenty of Georgia fans calling for Justin Fields to start. And yeah, all Jake Fromm did was take this yeah. team to the national championship as a true freshman, and he's undefeated this year. So, uh, fans, I think we all know this, David. You know it as well as anybody that fans seem to always want what they don't have. Sure, um, and they don't. They, they so do editors too. I'll throw that in if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh we're joking here big shot right there from David Moore. um so uh that, that's no but you're right yeah and, that, and that's just that's just human nature because you're is. projecting oh well this guy can do this i've seen this and this guy was a four i believe this, this guy, guy can do this recruit, yeah you know right. so. so how much better would we be if we plug him right. in and and I'm, I'm still fascinated with all these conversations people always talk and, and coaches i i think too and, and they do a really bad job Talk about the importance of team and chemistry and working together as a unit. And not just fans, coaches always, too, project, oh, but if we could just put this individual talent in there. it's While everyone talks about the importance of team and how much it means, everyone really minimizes it when they see it. Yeah. You know, I, a, a lot of times. Absolutely. If you don't have the great individual talent they there, you can They just don't appreciate it. They really don't. All right, before we get off the air, Kevin, I have one quick question for you. Let's say Alabama and Georgia both go undefeated. Kevin's on his phone. They yeah. want to get us let's attention. Say they go, let's say they go undefeated. They meet in the SEC yeah. championship game. They play a game similar. You know, I'm not talking about a walk-off touchdown, but they play a game similar to the national championship game last year. Yeah. Do both teams make the playoff? Yeah, I think so. You do. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough uh, push from the you – know, you know, right now, especially Oklahoma losing uh, now, I think that you could, uh, I could see the Big 12 getting shut out. 
uh, the, the you know the the Pac-12. Washington's good, but they've Washington, already got a loss. They've already got a loss. I, I, you could see you know two conferences get now. That's going to be really hard for the committee to do that to shut out two of the major Power Five conferences. Well, but I mean, if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame rules the runs right. the table and they but they don't have the thirteenth data point, and that will be an issue too. You, you're going to hear. A, I'm going to tell you right now. Thirteenth data point is going to be the well if, talking point here. If, it's a big talking point. If, if two Power Five conferences get shut out. Notre Dame gets in without a 13th data point, then you're going to hear screams about we need we need to go to six teams. But now. if you, if you're choosing Georgia's yeah. 13th data point from a from amongst um, Miss, uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, UMass, and um, uh, who was the other rum dum that they played? Uh, rum dum. Rum But I mean that's you know Notre Dame's schedule is always going to be something that works in their favor. Sure. Uh, well, they do. They they play a good national schedule. There's no question about that. I mean, that. I think that's what. Uh, but it, but it doesn't matter. That's what conferences are going to say, and and rightfully so. Just like the just like the Big Twelve, we're playing ourselves again here. You know, right. you want us to have a 13th data point, so now we're going to play somebody twice, and who else has to do that? So. Austin P was the other data point for Georgia. Austin, Austin P. P. Yeah, that's good stuff. Shut them out. Forty five. Is that that Austin Community College? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's in no? Tennessee. Oh, okay. Um, or Kentucky or somewhere. One Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky, yeah. One of those places. Yeah, one of those. It's in Moho, Southeastern yeah. things. Hey, Brian really wants us out of here. He does. He's come out here to wring our necks now. Um. All right. So let's uh let's get away from here. Hopefully next week we'll have uh, some possible Rangers um uh, managerial candidates. Hopefully next week we will have um some more Cowboys interesting choices to dissect. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully next week we will have um, more about Texas being back. Hook em, baby. Moho. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the College Football Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.